Welcome to Hala Talk. I'm Jack Yanover. I'm Bobby Becker. We're in the studio today with Nate Schinderly. Feel free to introduce yourself. What it is, what it do. Your boy back again with another legit food review. Let's hop into this, boys. Yeah, I mean, let's just get right into it. Let's get the challah. Well, before we get right in, because I'm a fan of being fast-paced like you are, but Nate, you've never been on the show before. I want to know what you look for in a challah. What do you like about a challah? Are you an experienced consumer of challah? Or are you, are you really new to the game? I'm a total newbie, and I'm embarrassed. I honestly, I should be. It looks delicious. It looks amazing. Uh, and I've never seen bread that's just... Like woven like this, it's yeah. The braid, the art of the braid, it's it's very difficult. I can um, tell it. It's impressive. Well, so we we are very excited to take your challah virginity, Jack. <laughs> I want to give a quick sh- shout out to the Rosenfelds who made who baked this beautiful challah. Both the dad and the little girl Pearl, they put a lot of effort into this. I'm seeing honey. I'm seeing salt. I'm seeing sugar. I'm excited. I mean, let's you just, can see. It. Let's just shout it's, out. It's oozing with effort mm-hmm. and love. Mmm, Moses frickin', what's Moses's? B.J. Moses Rosenthal? Yes, that's that's who I was thinking of. Mmm, that's also what I say when I take a really good bite of something. Yeah, I gotta say, there's a big distinction between the outside of a challah and the inside of a challah. We kind of pulled off the outside so we could get to the inside. That's really where the good stuff is. Especially this one, I would assume. It looks like there's a bit of toppings on this, salt and honey. And that's sweet and savory. It's delicious. The toppings are good. Inside the hollow itself, it's pretty good. But the outside, the crust, that's what hit, hits it for me. Oh, that's it's a great touch. I think I'm ready to give it a rating. I'm going to go ahead and give it a four and a half. I thought this was a fantastic challah. Now, a few knocks on it. A little too strong on the flavors. A little bit too dry. But I appreciate this challah. I thought the creators did a great job. And uh, I'm ready to eat the rest of this after the show. I'm going to give it a five. This hollow is very solid for me. I like it a lot. As you said, there's a little bit of dryness, but it's a great first hollow. These are beginning, beginner hollow makers, and I definitely sense a lot of potential here. Mm. I'm a bit torn. Uh, obviously, it's a bit dry, but the flavors are really there. And it's obviously not very fresh. It's a little bit cold, maybe on your guys' part. I don't know. I won't point any fingers, but it's... It's pretty good. Completely my fault. It is a little Bobby. Cold. Bobby kept this challah in his freezer, actually. So it's been thawing all day. Mm. Well, I in the end, I'd have to give it a 4.20. And, uh, yeah, if I had to, I'd probably just, like, rebake this. Just get it really baked yeah. and good. Make sure that the, the flavor's really yeah, set. Yeah, the yeah, honey's yeah. loose on the top. So uh-huh. if you so baked it, it would, it would kind of crystallize. Yeah, yeah. It really, it's not that high right now. I wish it would rise a little higher. Mm, yeah, it could definitely, the bread itself could be a bit higher up off the table, but it's right now, it's altitudes right there. Decently fluffy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that that's a pretty good score for any challah. Um, great job to the Rosenfelds. Uh, this is one of the best challahs we've actually had on the show so far. A few episodes ago, we had the president of the student council, mm-hmm. but now we have the president of Tri-Ship, so yes. I'm very curious to hear, you know, what's what's your role there? I uh, I actually work very closely with Max. My most important job is I kind of run and orchestrate a group of 45 guys every single school day, ninth period, 40 minutes. Uh, I need to be, I need to organize things for them. I need to control money. I need to hold on to that. I've got. Oh, so you, you control the money. I've got other guys in the club. I've got a treasurer, a secretary. These guys all help me too, but when it comes down. You fit right on the show. Oh, I see. Uh. So yeah, I've 
I've got a lot of things I do within the school. I'll work with Ms. Kolak, the student activities director, to plan events and to, you know, help her with ideas around the school. Uh, my favorite thing we do, Spooky Scrounge. And oh. you had Brian, too. Yeah. And he really, like, we, we created, we set it up, and that man gives it the voice and spirit it needs. The Christmas tree sale you're talking about, you have a funny story. Is that so? I do have a bit of a funny story. Now, I was not actually there to witness this. I uh-huh. do spend every Thanksgiving with my family up in Michigan. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. time, but that has nothing to do with this story. I was alerted by some members of Triship that on Black Friday, my favorite holiday, we had a deliberate attack on the Triship tree lot. I was told that they witnessed people quickly drive up in a van, swing the door open, get a tree in the van, hop in the van, and just flew away. I mean, they witnessed it happen so fast that they couldn't get their phones out and get a photo. And they do believe if they even got a photo, it would be too blurry. It, was, it happened that quick. So this was a premeditated attack. This... This was serious. They had this planned out probably for weeks. Look, I have my best guys looking into it. We've got a whole department of trashship that's just <laughs> detectives. And let me tell you, there's some hardworking men. Okay, so how much does a Christmas tree talk cost? Depends. You know, height means everything. Okay. And they it's like can a snood. Get, it's like it's snood. exactly like the snood. Shout out Jordan Shotfit. The average price is about eighty to ninety dollars. So, but these people orchestrated an attempt and they successfully stole. A, um, a Christmas tree. A full tree. A full tree. They so stole a full tree. Are they getting profit off this, or are they just hosting Christmas by themselves? I, I, I don't know what their plans or their intentions is with this. I'm not a fan of it at all. All of our profits do help uh, students get scholarships. So to see people steal this tree and steal the Christmas spirit, it's a very Grinch move. It's a very Grinch move. But I don't know how, like... I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm, I'm no Christmas expert, but that doesn't seem like it's congruent with the, the Christmas spirit. Certainly would not fly in Hanukkah. If, if I was Santa, I'd be skipping over that tree. No, pre- I'm not putting any presents yeah. under that oh. tree. A stolen uh, tree? Yeah, I hope me? so. I, I'd, I'd hope Santa knows okay. enough. It's disgusting. So that, that, Someone better alert him. Do, we have a, do you have a way of getting in contact? Yeah, as president of Trashup, I do have a direct line to okay, Santa Claus. Great. Uh, usually Miss Claus picks up. He's a pretty busy man. So did you have to deal with that situation at all as the president of Trishet? It's still on, on like, unwinding. Like, it's it's going down right now. Like, I mean, well, like, I have detectives. I'm not joking about that. They're trying member- to find out who's There are members it. of Trishet that are, their their position is detective. Anyone caught catch the license plate? We have the first three numbers. Okay. And we have okay. the car. If you, I know Connor Bame is a member of Trishet. That's a big German dude. I'm scared of big German dudes, so just you should just send them to every house, fist in one hand. They'll, no, they'll crack. Connor Reams got to be one of the scariest dudes I know, and he's one mean, one mean fella. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's real intimidating, and I definitely wouldn't want to get a hug from him. You, you hear that voice, you're giving the tree up. Yeah. Right away. Oh, yeah. No, but that, that's just absolutely an insane story. Um, well, here's something I want to talk about. I've always wondered what Christmas she- tree shopping is like, because you know, I've never, okay. I've never had the privilege. Of, I mean, I'm sure Bobby, you celebrate Christmas because you're half Jewish, but please, please don't well, publicize that. Yeah. On the pol- <laughs> let's be podcast. clear here. Let's be clear. I've never celebrated Christmas. It's kind of sad. I actually, I've ha- I've lived with a menorah all my life. We don't go menorah shopping. It's just the same old piece of metal, so once with and wax done, all over. Buy it, it once and got yeah. it for life. Just yeah. so no one questions my credentials, I've been bar mitzvahed, 
I've been circumcised. That part of my penis is off. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can. And I wear a yarmulke to school sometimes. But you still have celebrated. Cr- yes, Here, I have. Here's my opinion personally. Uh, the bar mitzvah is the compensation for Christmas. So every year that normal people get Christmas, one bar mitzvah equals infinite Christmases. That's that's the that's how we balance. How many, the scale. How many bar mitzvahs do you guys go to in a year? Good question. So around here in Wilmette. Uh, when we went to WJHS, there mm-hmm. weren't that many bar mitzvahs. No, I went to like three, maybe. Yeah, I think I went to like seven or eight because I'm I'm friends with all the Jewish kids. Yeah, I know, very wow. cool. So, but uh, and then we, you know we go to family bar mitzvahs. So I'm I'm well acquainted with the with the rituals. But my friends in Highland Park get invited to like sixty five because everyone's wow. Jewish. So you get like three a weekend, and then you got to choose one party to go to, one service to go to. Like one to just stop by or just not show up, so they're overwhelmed with bar mitzvahs. But you know the bar mitzvah, it's a pretty great time for the it, Jews. It's amazing. I loved it, and for like a middle schooler, that was the first time I'd ever been hungover the morning after bar mitzvah. Right, because you were was, just dancing. I was, yeah, I wasn't even. I hadn't consumed anything. I was just dancing and living it out so hard out on the floor, snowball. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, the usual and antics. That was you, the first ever, and only time you've been hungover. Yeah, that was the very first time I felt anything that hurt my head the morning after a great night of dancing with my friends. Did you ever get the privilege of being in the chair? No. You're oh my God, I've chair. dreamt about that so much, and everything about it seems so magical to be tossed up in the air. Yeah, when chair. you actually let your hands up instead of holding the bottom of the chair, that I was a huge leap of faith. Yeah, I don't me. know if I had that in me to do that. Yeah, Maybe like second time up on the chair. But first time up, I'm 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 holding on to life. Got yeah, it, got I mean it, the chair, it. it's a magical experience. But you know, I think it's almost unfair that Bobby has got a bar mitzvah and Christmas. Right? That seems like a little bit too much privilege for one person to have. Tonight. So I want to hear about about you run paranoia with Tommy Serino. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if anyone in the audience doesn't know, it's like a Nerf gun competition where you shoot each other Nerf guns, you get out, blah blah blah. blah. It tells about it. It's very technical. There's uh-huh. a lot to it, a lot more than you'd think. Mm-hmm. At the base and core of it, it should just be, you get hit by a Nerf gun, you're dead. That's it. Mm-hmm. But this year we had uh, 16 teams of four people. This huge bracket. Wow. Oh, and I didn't realize it was a team event. I don't, I'm not sure if it usually is, but because we just had such a large crowd that eventually just wanted to get in on this that we had to make it a team event. We, we we would match each team against each other, teams of four, for about a week straight. Whoever could fully eliminate or get the most kills would win that round and move on. And if there was a tie, we would have a shoot-down or, like, a show-off. Wow, that sounds Those cool. were intense. Those were Wait, great like times. Mexican standoff type? Like, three steps, turn around? As commissioner, I always said, whatever you guys want to do, as long as both teams can agree on it. So we had one team, they showed off in their one of their members' grandma's house. They turned off all the lights they had a show-off showdown in the whole grandma's house. It was like sudden death? Yeah. That's sick. So some people would do like the 1v1 showdown. Some people would be like, yeah, we'll revive our whole team and do a 4v4 in like a park. Only a few happened, but they were, they were pretty intense moments. So did you witness any duels firsthand? Firsthand, I did not. I was actually involved in the game in the very first round. My team got out, unfortunately. Uh-huh. And I, I was just so frustrated by how... On- unorganized it was that I decided I wouldn't. So kids are teenagers around our age are hard to organize, especially by other teenagers of our age. Now, you're the president of Triship, so you have experience with trying to um make kids work. 
how you want them to work, but uh-huh. I manage it's, I expect it's very difficult. Yes, as you said, I have a lot of experience with little children and uh, <laughs> and making them do what I say, and we'll leave it at that. But yeah, managing teens <laughs> is something that I've gotten used to, and it's something I do quite a bit now. It just takes a while to get to them. You I mean, there's got to be people who are like, no, you didn't hit me. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, my God. The, the debates we would have, we had a few cases where people would have video footage or like eyewitnesses. Like they were like people took this very seriously. So mm-hmm. like I'm planning a drive-by nerf shooting, and I get my friend to have his phone ready because I know this yes. guy's gonna got it. I have yeah, and I have a great video clip uh, of someone on two guys like flying down on the highway, and one guy shoots it out the window, and you can just barely see it hit the other guy <laughs> his window in the face, and that's a fantastic video. Shooting across the that doesn't seem too safe. I, I don't know if it was the highway, but it was like Willow Road or <laughs> somewhere. Not the best place to be shooting Nerf guns out your window. <laughs> you got to get a lot of practice because, you know, you're shooting in motion. That's hard to hit a moving target. Oh, I was super, like, yeah. that's very impressive. Very. In- that, so you're never, no matter where you are, you're not safe. No, you're never safe. School? Yes, school was the only time you were safe. Because I, I had to draw the line there. Not on school property. There were hours. There was about from 8 a.m. to 4. So if you're at school early, 7.50, you have early bird. Better watch out. You come you come to school packed. That's fun. You're That's like fun. living the life of the godfather. Everywhere you go, you and then just... And then if you have like a, a, a school practice, if you're actually there, like you can't get shot at how, practice. How does the school feel about um, there being Nerf guns? Here? I want That is why I wanted to be completely... I did not want to be associated with the school at all. I did not want that mm-hmm. to get interwined at all. That's why I told anyone if they brought a gun to school that I just immediately kicked them out. Okay. That's right, and that's understandable. We don't want toy guns at school. Um, you mentioned that when we talked about before the podcast, there was which town banned guns? I, b- guns? I believe, I don't know if they necessarily banned them, but uh, I believe Winneka, like airsoft weapons, you cannot have them outside of your home, outside of your property. Mm-hmm. I believe Winneka's very strict about that, but with Nerf guns. There have been quite a few accidents from paranoia in years before. I don't know if paranoia's happened within the past few years yeah i haven't heard about it i heard like like legends of it like a while ago like and i was mentioned. i was a huge fan of the idea when rasan ashford shout out to rasan uh he's a real cutie when he pitched the idea to he's adorable great adorable. great great buttocks i must say rasan you're packing <laughs> some stuff in, in the back i love this uh and he's gonna love this too uh i don't even remember what i was gonna say all right so Aside from that, um, we talked about paranoia, which is kind of a team sport, mm-hmm. a unique team sport at that. But you also, you played football, now you play rugby. I'd be interested to hear why you quit football, and then I'd love to hear about rugby, because that seems like the most brutal sport. Okay, so football. I always loved playing football, and it was always my favorite sport. And I played up until my sophomore year. The end of my sophomore year, I got pulled up to play for varsity, and I went with varsity to go play in one of their playoff games it was against Loyola and they lost but it was still a super cool experience to know that they like witnessed me or like they noticed me out of the crowd and they wanted me to at least like show face on the sideline when it comes down to rugby you think it's a ferocious sport and you think it's awful but in football you have a very false sense of security you're wearing all these pads and you think you're very safe but realistically you can get hurt very easily under those pads and many cases it, this false insecurity makes you want to hit people harder 
And when that happens, you are just not doing the correct tackling procedures. And when you do that, you're getting injured. When I started playing rugby, uh, both you, the tackler, and the person you're tackling are both conscious, so you're not wearing any pads. You both know it's going to hurt a lot. So you both want to take it on very smart. So everyone in rugby, hmm. the tackling is like, it's, it's beautiful compared to football. Like, people go down, people take it very safely, and uh, there's a significant less amount of concussions in rugby. So that's very, well, because there's been a debate with the concussion crisis in the NFL that if they removed helmets, it would be, there'd be less concussions overall. So counterintuitive. I've never thought about that. The one problem with that with football is a lot of guys will like go up for a jump ball and they come down and their head hits the ground. Mm. Yeah, it's super illegal in rugby to hit someone in the air. Uh, oh. It's very frowned upon. And I mean, the whole sport of rugby itself is a, a, t- a lot about sportsmanship. I mean, after the game, you'll hang out with the other team. You'll usually eat with the other team directly after the game. Oh, really? And you spend your time, you know, talking to them. You're like, dude, great hit. You guys are awesome. Dude, you're a total stud. Like you ran me over. Like that's so dope. It's a it's a lot of sportsmanship. And so when people are playing dirty, it's frowned upon on both sides of rugby most of the time. Which is harder? Hmm. I don't know which one's harder, but I can tell you, out of all the sports I've ever played, I've gotten the most injuries playing soccer. Mm. Really? Just an interesting. Yeah. That's odd. Like leg injuries or ligament like injuries. Like two concussions and a broken arm from from soccer. And then from rugby and football, eh, like little stuff. I'm trying to think. I once got a bunch of leeches on my foot in log rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah. That counts. You know, you might be a rugby star, but Bobby actually was a junior world champion contender for log rolling. Wow. Like, do you, are you familiar with log rolling? Uh, not really. Was he in the half Jew, half Christian category? Or Yeah, well, they have to classify him by yeah. what he is, just in case anyone missed out on that yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, so log rolling is this weird sport. We go to camp in Hayward, Wisconsin. We used to, mm-hmm. and it happens to be where they have this lumberjack world championship. I I watched that. You did. I watched the lumberjack world so champion. So we've we've been to that a bunch of times. It's on ESPN three. Yes, it I is got, fantastic. It is amazing when they're climb. They like climb up a ninety foot tree. When it comes to final season, and I really need something to just get me going, I watch lumberjacking. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's so great. the. The part where they're like, there's that one sport where they roll on the logs, like they're each facing a different direction. We had that instruction at camp. And then, I mean, Bobby, you can tell your story. Yeah. So I've always been good at unconventional sports. Like, if I were to play soccer or basketball, it would suck. But like, if I were to play like that game in the pool where you're on someone's shoulders and you have to push the other person off, Uh, like chicken fight. Yeah. Chicken fight. Those games, I'm just amazing at. (laughs) So. I um I liked log rolling a lot. I practiced it, competed in the world championships. No big deal. No big deal. Um, junior world championships. Junior world championships. Yeah. And then after one of my rolls, which I actually got crushed on, um, I found that there were thirty leeches on my left foot. I also got lice that same week. We went to the Jewel Oscar or something and just salted the fuck out of those. That is dope. You eat them? No, we did not eat. You can them. eat leeches. I don't know, but I definitely would have tried to. Eat a salted leech. With rugby, did you go on that trip to Ireland? That, yeah, that was life-changing. That was crazy. That, uh, we played three, we toured across Ireland, and we didn't hit all of it. We didn't hit Northern Ireland, but we made our way. We drove a lot, and we got a big bus, and we filled the whole team with it. We played against three different teams in Ireland, and it was a super cool time. Everyone there was super nice. We swapped some jerseys, uh, 
made good friends. I still talk to some of them. Uh, really nice guys. So you were playing other Irish teams, not teams from other schools. No, other Irish teams. And at the same time, we were also doing some sightseeing and just, like, hanging around. We were also, like, practicing with some, uh, like, college coaches or, like, professional coaches. It was a super cool experience. So were you able to keep up with these Irish kids who have presumably been playing rugby for a longer time, right? Because rugby isn't really a, a popular American sport. It's the fastest growing American sport. Really? Fun fact. Don't know if you know that. Uh, but no, I could not keep up with these Irish kids. They were very good. And yeah. they've, it's just the, t- it's the team chemistry. They've been playing together since they were so young. It was, it was amazing. With, with all the controversy around base, around football, could you see it replacing it? Rugby? Um, I don't know. Does it really, does it satisfy the market? I, I don't know that football is going away anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know if football is going anywhere. I think it might change drastically but rugby i highly recommend watching it it's got to be the craziest sport to watch or at least one of them people are flying in the air it's 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 great i've been playing it for four years i have no idea what the rules are like no idea i just go out there and i hit people (laughs) there are there aren't forward pass are there forward passes no that's like the one thing i do know can't throw it forward so you just you just like toss it it's it's lateraling okay so it's advanced lateraling every the entire game is just like one constant you got to pass it backwards to get the ball forwards. Mm. Mm. And you can you if you get tackled and you hold on to the ball, can you just get up and keep running? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so that adds a whole other layer yeah, of brutality. You can. The play is never over. Play, no, it's like it's like soccer that there's no it doesn't stop. The gameplay doesn't stop unless they take unless it goes out of bounds, unless there's a penalty, or unless there's a, a blood break, which someone has literally spilt too much blood that they have to pause the game. <laughs> And people will throw up on the field. It doesn't stop, and it just keeps playing. All right, so two questions. Worst injury you've ever seen, and then worst injury you've ever inflicted. Mm, worst injury I've ever seen. And ever had. Can we add that? Well, to he said no real injuries. Not from rugby, really. Which is remarkable. Uh, yeah, worst injury I ever seen. Saw, I saw a dude break his collarbone on the rugby field, and that looked so bad. Like, you could hear it. It was loud. Oi. I also saw someone really, really dislocate their shoulder last year. It's probably the two worst injuries I've seen. Oh, and I saw, a, like, a chunk of skin get taken out of some dude's forehead. <laughs> but, uh... But not as bad as football, if you just look at the stats, right? No, they're all... Their brains are fine. And yeah, the brains are fine. They'll walk it off. <laughs> uh, worst injury I've inflicted... Oh, I had a dude really hard in the balls one time, mm. and he could not get up for a little bit. <laughs> and that, like, I had, like, I came over to him and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I know I'm, I'm like, I really didn't mean it. I think he hates can't, me. You can't undo the, the ball hit. It Were his balls okay? Will he be able to have children? You know what? I can't tell you. I don't know. So you could have just, for, billion, for millions and millions of years, his genes have been passing on up until this point, you ended his ancestry. Yeah, he could have had the kid that cured cancer, and I just hit him a little too hard. So, not to just totally move on, but we were talking before the show, and you told me you had a very interesting story about this time that the police and the army raided your house. Army. I've been dying to hear it, so. Growing up my whole life, I always spent my whole summers living at my lake house in Michigan. Back when I had to be in grade school, maybe fifth grade, don't know what it is, uh, three people broke out of the federal prison that was 
fairly close to my house in Michigan. These were bad dudes, too. This isn't a regular prison. This is a federal prison. These were rapist killers. And these three dudes Shawshanked their way out and were on the run. It was fairly close, so everyone was, like, advised, hey, there's three killers and a rapist, like, (laughs) kind of out on the streets. You should lock up. Don't go outside. So that summer, I spent most of that summer inside. They saw one of the, or they saw two of the escaped dudes only a few blocks from my house. And they caught one of them there. The other guy got away. So just standard procedure, I guess, they swept every house within our neighborhood. And they didn't alert anyone. So what I remember so vividly about that was just a dude, like, full army getup. He's got his full tactical vest on. He's got his boots, everything. Just with a gun up to my sister, a full salt rifle. My sister's so young, she's just drawing and just, like, screaming. And just being like, what the hell? Why are people with guns, like, raiding our house? They literally searched every nook and cranny. It was, it was like, a really crazy time. If you look hard enough, you might be able to find an interview from me, actually, on the local news station talking about... Really? Yeah, talking about this. That's So, did they find them? They found them. One of the guys went to his mom's house. <laughs> One of the guys they caught outside a few blocks from my house because... Uh, the Dailies, as in former Mayor Daly, they have a house right around there, and they have security. So they, the security cameras saw two of them, and they caught one of them there. The third guy they got at a casino. Mm. And after that, I got to go back outside. Like, I literally, like, we didn't get to walk our dog, like, really, until the, like, army came, like, sweep the area. So these were real dangerous but, so you're telling me this guy broke out of a maximum, like, federal prison with Three. a ton of security and just went to his mom's house. And they're yeah. they're, they're going to come into your house with the army and the police. That's how serious this is. Mm-hmm. And he was <laughs> stupid enough to go to his mom's house. Yeah, he went straight to his mom's house. They probably didn't even look there because... He was a mommy's boy. What can I say? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you know which one was the rapist? <laughs> one of the three. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Hopefully he got... Hopefully he's living a hard life. Hopefully he's rehabilitated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm thinking it's the one that went to the mommy. Really? Yeah. It's like a, like psycho. All I, remember, Bates. all I remember was that the guy at the casino was the last guy to get caught. And he had tried to use like a fake name. And once <laughs> they kind of caught him, because everyone knew what they looked like. They're all over the news. <laughs> uh, he tried to like run away. They tackled him. Well, that's a ridiculous story, and we have an even more ridiculous game for you that I'm very excited to bring. So I've been working on this all day. Uh-huh. Uh, we're calling it, Is This the Onion? And actually, you're going to work with Bobby. So Bobby has not been part of the development of this game. You guys are going to be a team. Okay. And you're going to play this game together. The premise is I'm going to give you two articles. One is a real headline, mm-hmm. and one is from The Onion. And you have to determine which one is real. And we're up against each other or we're working no, no, together? working together. Teamwork makes the dream work. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep that away from you, Bobby. We're going to get right into it. We have six rounds. Okay. If you get three or more, you will be the recipients of this medal. Wow. So yeah. beautiful. How did you get that in here? We did the Statue of Liberty style, Yeah, we just you know. disassembled each little part of the medal. And, uh, wow, you yeah. can really tell. It's well polished. Yeah, yeah well, you it's very big. It's, it's humongous. It's a little uncomfortably big for a medal. Yeah, it's bigger than your head, Bobby. Yeah, it's not It's not really something you're supposed to wear, more just like display. Y- you mm. probably won't be able to, to hold it. It's pretty heavy. Mm. Bob, Bobby's been lifting recently, so yeah, you can... Yeah, I'm going to put this down right now. Mm. Yeah, mm. It's, it's big. All right, so good luck to the two of you. 
obviously you're going to want to get your hands on the medal. If you lose, I'll, I'll keep it myself, I guess. So mm-hmm. that gives me some incentive here. All right, round number one. Our first headline is, Florida House declares porn public health risk shortly after denying assault rifle ban. Or, Congress approves $3 billion in military aid for Netanyahu to defend self against Israeli justice system. Hmm. I believe that the government actually finds porn as a serious health issue. I believe that, too. I think the second one... I think the second one... The second one is more sane... It's the onion. <laughs> yes, yeah, the think, onion. Yeah. Because it's more sane, because he chose a sane onion. Order. I right. think you're trying to get me. You're correct on that one. That's one point for you guys. Florida did, in fact, Easy. declare porn a public health issue. Jack, usually games are supposed to, like... Have a little bit of challenge to them. But. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I got a challenge for you right here with round number two. Our first headline: Study shows that depression hits losers the hardest. Or our second headline: Somali militant group Al Shabaab announces a ban on single-use plastic bags. I that, hope the second one's true. That's so heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, study shows that. Well, that, I, don't, I don't think you can say that the depression depression hits losers harder. I think well, Bobby is depressed, so yeah, and it hasn't hit me very hard because I'm pretty. Well, you're not a loser. I, yeah, I'm pretty much the opposite. Of yeah. That. So, I, I I think the first one sounds true, but I feel like it could also be an Onion article. I just feel like you can't say that on a news article without getting like that much backlash. That's true. Somali pirates, though, I love it. I hope it's true. So it is actually true, and this is crazier when I was reading the article. I guess Osama bin Laden was a big eco-friendly guy. So in 2011, when they raided his house and killed him, they found a letter attributed to the now-deceased al-Qaeda leader in which he called on the American people to push then-President Barack Obama to tackle the catastrophic phenomenon of climate change. Wow. Hero. Which is very, (laughs) very (laughs) odd. What a great man. I don't know how to rationalize that, but I guess he was very... He wanted to inflict chaos on the entire world, but he also didn't want it to lose its ice caps. Didn't didn't we put him in the ocean? Isn't that where we put his we ashes? We did put his ashes in the ocean. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe he, he wanted to be one with nature. All right. Round number three. You guys are two and oh. Good work. Easy. First headline. Delhi air quality improves to quote very poor. Or school bully not so tough since being molested. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Hmm. Both of those sound oniony. Yeah, both of those sound. Can you read that first one again? Yeah, it's a uh, Delhi. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a country. Air quality <laughs> improves to quote very poor. Uh, that sounds. That sounds. It's kind of scientific. That sounds kind of scientific. That's what um, I'd use. I can't. I can't imagine CNN posting that second article. <laughs> well, it could, this could be any news site. We're talking what, what anywhere news? on the internet. It could be any news, like Alex well, like Jones. BuzzFeed note. Yeah, news. like BuzzFeed. Yeah, Have like you seen those headlines? Nutri news. No, not not <laughs> not nutri news. That would I, be pretty interesting. I though. think the first one's the real one. There you, would you agree? I think so too. You're three and zero. Oh. So I'm, we are. We already maybe, won the medal. Oh, okay. You got to get four to get the medal. That's I've changed the rules. I'm allowed to do that. Bobby, right. stop bench pressing the medal, bro. We get sorry, it. You're sorry. big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round number four. This first headline might resonate with you guys. Uh, teacher who learns more from her students than she teaches them, fired. Uh-huh. Or little pump sends marijuana balloon into the sky so God can smoke. Hmm. This is a good round. This is a good one. 
I feel like the second one. I don't know much about Lil second Pump. one. Second one sounds true. That sounds true. It sounds true, and it sounds like an idea that I probably would have had. It also sounds like the Onion could not make that up. It sounds too, too, too clever. For the Onion. All right. Yeah, well, it, you are correct. That is that is real. Wow. Little Pump. We're killing it. You know what? You know what? We're, if we're we get all six, fun. we're keeping metal. All right. Fair enough. Well, you can and I'm taking this hollow. Yeah, you can take the hollow home with you. That's I, that's I, I want a few reward. bites for helping you. No. But yeah, back to your you question. Guys can, you guys can settle that on the side. Well, yeah, so Little Pump, he sent this marijuana to God actually to thank him for his house not burning down in the L.A. fires. Wow. You know, I don't want to spoil the parade for Little Pump, but God knows how to create forbidden plants. <laughs> <laughs> now, do we think if Osama bin Laden's eco-friendly system were to follow through that these wildfires would even be happening to begin with? That's it's true. Very good if we only kept him alive, maybe this never would have happened. I wonder what would happen if, like, 9-11 was just completely about being eco-friendly. If he was, like, an eco-terrorist? What would <laughs> that even look like? Towers? He just, like, flies a bunch of planes into oil companies. <laughs> We're cutting down on emissions one plane at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five, the first headline. Five-year-old brings cocaine to class says it makes him feel like Spider-Man, <laughs> dad arrested. Or, Seinfeld producers reveal they originally planned to kill off Jerry and the pilot. Now, I know this first one's true. And I know the second one's false. I know the first one's true because I've read it before. <laughs> and I thought the story was interesting. And the second one can't be. You can't. Can't kill Jerry Seinfeld off the Jerry Seinfeld show. So yeah. I, I did a little research into it, actually. Um, so he the boy showed up to school. He showed the cocaine to his teacher. <laughs> he <That's> wild. <laughs> he put the powder in his mouth and oh. said it makes him <laughs> feel like Spider-Man. Although they don't believe he actually consumed it. <laughs> so that is a positive development there. Well, then how did he know? Put like, it in his mouth. Well, so the bag had Spider-Man on it. Oh. It's very odd. Do we think he was, like, eating the cocaine? Do we think he just like, is he like gumming it? Like, would you not get high know. at all if you just ate a bunch of cocaine? I don't I'm, know. I'm not familiar with cocaine residue off baggies, but you know, yeah, you're, you're like only familiar with it in just lines. Bobby. Is yeah. that why you brought this cocaine? Are we testing or uh, it's, something? It's it's in the metal. Oh, the, the, it also comes it's, with a package bag. deal. We can share that. <laughs> so the second part here is they when they went to go arrest his dad. They found his dad asleep with 38 bags of cocaine and 70 bags of heroin in his house. Oh, wow. So this was, I mean, this kid was just living. It's its really a sad story. Kid's a goddamn core. narc. But yeah. <laughs> kid got his dad busted. Kid's just a showing snitch. Up Dang. He was <laughs> moving. Like, that's a lot of stuff. Like, 70 bags of heroin? I, how, I don't know how much heroin costs. No, but I, I think 70 bags, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like enough to be a... Uh, Enough to make federal a federal crime. crime. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I'd hope it's enough to make a federal crime. Seventy bags of heroin. He's a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> all right, round number six. Ooh, this is for all the. I, I think this is the hardest one, actually. Okay. Really. So the first headline is, "Gay man's pay slashed so he'd be on par with other females in the office." Lawsuit claims, or, Hallmark apologizes for role in supplying Third Reich with greeting cards. Hold on. Like, the Third Reich? Like, Adolf Hitler's yeah. Third Reich. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of companies that have been They've, implicated, yeah. like Hugo Boss, 
uh, Mercedes Benz. I actually heard that like older Jews used to be so they they wouldn't buy from those companies because they supported the Nazis. So is Hallmark among them? Well, I mean, Hallmark like the Nazis bad people, but like they deserve some greeting cards, right? So they can keep in touch with their family. Greetings, all hail mein Hocked and Fuhrer, like stuff see, like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see some Third Reich greeting cards. What do, you, what do you put in that? You know, like the ones where you open it up and you get a sound? Maybe you open up the card and like a fold-up Hitler comes out. <laughs> and when it's at full extension, he's got a, a full hail out. Well, what's the first one? The first one was gay man's pay slashed so he'd be on par with other females in the office. That, that to me, that seems like the onion one. <laughs> that seems like the onion one to me, too. But like, if that's real, like, Wait, Han. bad. <laughs> are, we, are we confirming that's the onion? I, I, I'd go with that. I, I have unfortunate news to tell you. That's not an Onion article. That's real. What? It's real. Wow. Wow. Wait, so... So you're telling me the Nazis didn't have greeting cards? No greeting cards for Nazis. Maybe that's why they were so angry. I bet you, I bet you it was those Jews who prevented them from getting the greeting cards. So yeah, but, you know, five and one. It's a respectable record. Sadly... You, you couldn't run the table. We, we, we gambled too hard, and Got a little you won't cocky. get to keep this medal... Or the cocaine. Well, we, we will dispose the cocaine. Okay. I don't know how yeah, much we'll, makes you feel like Spider-Man, but I'm going <laughs> to web my way home. You might not know this about me, but I actually an uh, admin Minecraft server. Fun really? fact. Really? Yeah. Is it still operating? Uh, It's very seasonal. Usually okay. comes up around finals. Uh, Don't know why. Everyone's just really productive around that time. Don't know why that'd be. What, uh, what, what type of server is it? What do you guys do? Oh, it's just, it's on the PlayStation. Uh, strictly survival. Like, what's it like when you lose if if you lose your belongings? Like, does that feel like real loss? So I, I have a funny story actually. Um, one of my friends' mom once got super mad at me, like yelled at me for like ten minutes because I stole diamonds from her son's chest. Yo, not cool. And yeah, he told cool. us not nah, cool. And actually, there is a. Um, is there still beef? Does beef need to be settled? The beef has been settled, but there's been beef a few years back in the school because, I um, this. yeah, the griefing. You remember uh-huh. that situation? Someone's, um, I don't want to name names here. <laughs> His <laughs> Minecraft server was completely griefed, and all I can say is that there was some physical conflict between the two. Look, if I'm gonna get, if I got griefed, like, whew. I'm I'm furious. I'm livid. Mm-hmm. Like, put my heart, sweat, and tears into that building. And uh, if you were to tear that down or take that from me, I will murder you and I'll break your bed so you can't respawn. If someone, if someone would say, that's a very good. I never thought about that. If yeah. someone let's say cucks me, and has sex with my wife, I'd be pretty upset. If someone griefed my Minecraft house, it's a whole different, whole different ball game. So, well. You know, we were talking about Osama bin Laden earlier, but the whole <laughs> urge to grief is really just like small-scale terrorism. You just want to see chaos. It's yeah, but you want to see it be an eco-friendly type of chaos. Right, so you plant a few trees where you blew up the house. We recently had a big reforestation project on our Minecraft server. Really? Very proud of that, actually. Uh, we, bit, we beat uh, Mr. Beast to it. And we uh, planted all of our trees. Looks beautiful again. Wow. Yeah, very you, proud. You know, um... If we are in a simulation, Osama bin Laden is really no worse than Kyle Levy, who <laughs> griefed the Minecraft server. <laughs> they are. Accusations. And at least Osama bin Laden is eco-friendly. 
I think that's going to do it for the show. Wow. Nate, thanks for coming on. It's been a huge honor. Yeah, we've loved to have you here, and we're excited to bring more episodes of Hollow Talk for the future. Any parting words? Um, this is the best podcast out there right now. I'd love everyone to give it a listen. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't yet, go listen to the previous episodes. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you guys uh, hopefully later this week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hide that. <laughs>